0: Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. It is Friday, September 14th, 2018, Season 4, Episode 14, Episode number 40. Welcome to another edition of The Break Live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the What?
2: Get it right, or we need to start it over.
0: (laughs) Get it right, get it right, get it tight. I'm so excited about today's show because we're going to get you guys ready for this game this weekend, Cowboys versus Giants. It is the first opportunity the Cowboys have to rid... Us all of the, the images that we saw last weekend, and hopefully they can uh, get themselves going here. Um, after watching the game last night, the Thursday night game, it became clear to me that what you see in week one is not always what you see in week two. If oh, you, you saw that? Yeah, you watched that. If you saw the Ravens <laughs> last week I and watched. then you saw the Ravens this week, you're like, okay, yeah, that's how mm-hmm. the NFL is. And certainly that's how it is in the first few weeks of the NFL season.
1: There's some validity to that, but, I mean, you're talking about, like, I feel comfortable betting a large sum of money right now that Buffalo is going to be t- picking in the top 5. I agree with that. And Cincinnati is probably going to be a I mean they're at least going to be in the conversation for the playoffs.
0: I agree with that. So, you think they're different. as good as they look so far though? They've looked really good these first two games. Um Cincinnati. I th- I think they're a 7 to 9 win team and I
1: haven't seen anything that dispels that notion. Yeah, yeah. So,
0: They'll lose in a the playoff.
1: They beat the Colts <laughs> and the Ravens. <laughs> yeah, I mean they. Exa- I mean, right. ain't nobody. Colts? Colts? No, no, no. no. It's just no.
0: Let's, Andrew Luck's first see. game
1: in two years. That that might be the most talent poor roster in the entire NFL. Yeah, I can in agree terms with that. of like, if you went down the line, you might take two Colts players over anybody else's. Like, if you could just
0: pick anyone, you right. want it. Right. Right. Which
1: watch those games? Well, maybe. P.Y. The jury's still out. Like we don't. Yeah. Is the is Andrew Luck back? I yeah, don't know. Right. T, T.Y., the, the Quentin Nelson, the guard, uh, maybe Malik Cooker, and then and not, a else whole, uh, like not a whole lot of Practice else. squad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. What,
2: what's up, Nick? Oh, it's just so. Would you watch those games if it wasn't for fantasy football?
0: I had no fantasy players playing last night. You watched it? I just yeah. like watching football. I just like football. Yeah. Don't I
2: haven't. I just was watching it like, I don't really care. Just As long as A.J. Green makes a few catches, I'm fine.
0: <laughs> But I wasn't oh, watching like kid. you care. Like It wasn't like I cared about the outcome. Watch football. I just like football. I just want to watch football. You know, oh, I'm so I, happy football's back.
1: I know some diehard football fans who really only want to watch if it's like the best of the best. Like, I'm watching Bowling Green watching Toledo now,
0: next, on Wednesday night. I next I Thursday? What's next Y'all Thursday? in? What is next Thursday? It's Jets and Browns. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah, actually, I will, because I'm both those teams are intriguing to me. So, intriguing. yeah, I will watch that. I think the Browns do it. are one of the most interesting teams in the league. Yeah, I will definitely watch that. Yeah, no doubt. All right, so let's get into this. Let's talk about Cowboys and Giants. Let's first start with the injury report. Let's talk about some of these guys that are on the injury report. Obviously, Travis Frederick, Xavier Woods, they did not practice. The expectation is they're continuing to be out. Um, Randy Gregory yes, did not practice. What are we seeing? What do we think?
2: Practiced thinking? some today. Okay. He was out there today. Uh, we'll see – if it was limited or full, but he was out there in the in the portion that we were able to see. Uh, Garrett had said earlier that he anticipated him doing stuff and that he was cleared. So um, it's a good sign. Um, what I could have done a little bit better job is actually trying to find Dayton Jones and seeing what that status was. I still feel like Gregory's the type of guy and the type of player that if he is cleared to practice, he'll probably be cleared to play Sunday night we're talking about. You know, we're not talking about a noon game. We're talking about seven o'clock kickoff. Those seven hours is 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 big. So, I think I think he's going to play honestly, and I think that that helps you.
1: I kind of think he is too. I don't know why you would put him out there today if you didn't think right. he was going to play a Sunday. Right. So I think
2: unless he has any kind of setbacks, I anticipate him playing, which okay. would be good.
0: Dayton Jones limited in practice yesterday. What are you hearing about him now?
2: You know, I think if Gregory. Is playing. I think that's your eight lineman, and I think it would probably just make sense to say, "All right, well, let's let's sit not, let's, let's sit him this
1: week." And it doesn't. I mean, I, he was limited, but it doesn't sound like he did a ton. He needs to be okay. full if yeah. you're going to be missing that much time, I,
0: especially yeah. because that means he's going to probably take another guy's spot out of the rotation, right?
2: Yeah, right. But I, I tell you what, though, Dayton is a, is the type of. I mean, hopefully he's a veteran. Hopefully he sees the writing on the wall. He needs to get back for week three for sure. Week four. Because we know in week five, David Irving's coming back on the team, and not himself odd man out. And yeah, you don't want to be that tackle that's not, you know, good point producing. So I mean, Dayton, I would, I would get back in there if I, if you could. And yeah, I bet, I bet you will. It'll be interesting. They like him enough to keep him.
0: Yeah. Um, Talk to me about uh, there were a couple of guys that were full participants yesterday. Right. They all good. Kayvon Frazier, Demarcus Lawrence, Dak Prescott. Good, Dayton. good, good, good. Awesome. Good to go. All right, so let's go through inactives. What are we thinking for this week? Real, you know, Travis and Xavier.
1: Real quick, yeah. Pretty big piece of injury news for the other team. All right, Olivier Vernon has been ruled out officially. Out. That's He's good. Done. It's great. That's
0: their best pass rusher, right? He's
1: Their only pass rusher, at least the only, their only established. they yeah. the only one that should scare you. I literally, I okay. tweeted that at me. I was like, I get it. The guys on the other side are good too, but you're going against but- a second game rookie in Lorenzo Carter. Connor Barwin, who is not the guy. He's a that, solid guy. He's solid. He's a he, solid player.
0: Not a great pass rusher. A solid player.
1: This pass rush should not abuse the Cowboys' offensive line the way the Panthers did. Let's nobody nobody on that group, and, and
2: I know Barwin has faced them several times, nobody on that group has given Tyron Smith as much problems
1: in a game as Olivier Vernon did one time with yeah, the
2: Dolphins. Miami, yeah. And and, um,
1: you're, you're at home. It's easier at home. That's what they always say, at least. I've never actually blocked somebody in the NFL. Um, <laughs> Man. And I just if the if the Cowboys struggle to protect Dak in this game, it's way m- some it's just way more concerning than
0: what happened in Carolina. Yeah, you talk about Olivier Vernon. I I actually think that the reason why he got that contract with the Giants is because of what he did in that game against Tyron in Miami. I'm sure they were looking at that, saying, "Hey, this is a guy we got to face twice a year that him. we yeah. have problems with. We need to bring that guy in because obviously he's got something with no him. No doubt about yeah.
2: that. Um, I, I'll tell you another inactive um, if if we're just going to put one out there, I would say Schultz over the, over the, Re- yeah? this week. Yeah. Really? Yeah. What you got Eatman. I just feel, no, I, I said that I last just, week. I just, whatever. no, but I, uh, we watched practice the uh, yesterday. And, I mean, I uh, sorry, last Friday and this Friday, one particular drill that I saw, um, it was just, it was right after special teams, which you can't see anything on special teams. Cause neither one of them are playing. So that doesn't give you uh, anything. Um, there's a, there's a, drill that they do where Dak is it's just Dak in the center and then it's like all of his skill players and they run through first and second and I guess the 13 and last week Rico was way back helmet off and Schultz was in there this week Rico's doing it Schultz. but mm. don't rule out maybe two tight ends and they're both inactive but I think mm. if there's three tight ends I think Rico is the third tight end so if we, let's put a tight end but I would say Schultz I would
0: week. love to see Schultz got Rico two snaps last week. week two that's it Two snaps.
2: Now, where do you want Rico to play the most? Red, Red zone. zone. Well, let's get there. That's nah. the, that's the biggest <laughs> issue that they, you know, all this stuff about. well, wow, Mar is a pretty good kickoff guy. Cool. Let's let's do that.
0: Although I will say this, like I'm not against the idea of of creating some opportunities where you go downfield to Rico too. I mean, mm-hmm. the reason why I say that is because they're probably going to have one guy on him. And even, even if it's a jump ball type situation, I, like it. I love his opportunity <laughs> downfield yeah. in a jump ball situation with one guy on him. I don't think most guys are going to be able to jump with him. So to me, I would love to see them use him in a lot of different ways, not just red zone, just to see what they huh. can get out of him. Now, of course, you always have to worry about the fact that there is this perception that he doesn't know the offense. My personal belief, tell him where he's got to go. Like just say, Run straight. That around, Pat, catch the, ball.
2: the play that we've looked at a lot where a uh, Dak did not throw the ball into uh swam. Yeah. You know, let's say that's Rico. You say he couldn't see him. Well, I'm not saying he I think he could see him. No, I thought I'm he was messing, looking I'm at him. No, he would definitely see He'd Rico. See it. And he, it's one of those plays where you throw it up there at the at the you know, 25 second clock and hope that he comes and gets yeah. it. If not, then some guy in a yellow jacket's got it. Exactly. And it, especially
0: it back. if you're if you're wondering If Dak is really seeing the field well, which it sounds like you were kind of intimating yesterday, maybe there are a lot of things going on in front of him. You give him a big target, and there's not a bigger target on this team than Rico Gathers. So I just think all the way around, it gives him one more piece that that he can use that is, again, easy for him to identify, easy for him to get the ball to and let him make a play on it. I think it's worth doing.
1: I really think yeah, You're going to die laughing if Rico Gathers has, like, three catches for 60 yards and a touchdown in this game. Just Yeah. Just be, it'll be very funny. In that like seems a, like a good
0: stat line. In I a see. not
1: funny kind of way.
2: Yeah. Um, you know, I just thought of something, though, on the on the inactives when we talked about Gregory and Dayton Jones and all that. Um, you know, Demarcus Lawrence – I don't think it's serious at all. He's on the list as a, for the groin injury and and Gregory is on there as knee and concussion coming back from. It may not be the worst thing to try to to keep nine guys active though. You know, yeah. like let's say he is ready and then maybe they only want to do two tight ends. That's possible. So I was, I was thinking, why would they want to go three tight end? I'm um, only two, and it could be because they will need to go long at another position, and that position would probably be defensive end. So, I, I'm going to say if they go three, I, I think it's Rico, but there's a possibility that they go two.
0: So right now, let's just put. I've on got there. Travis, I've got Xavier. Um, we, we think it'll be at least one tight end. Mike, yeah, um, Mike, White. Mike White. So now you're at four. Chris Covington was he active last week? He no, was not, inactive, so probably he's probably a guy that, that's bet. another inactive. There, was there another linebacker that was inactive last week? No. Okay. So you're up to five. Uh, you could go the route of two tight ends that would go, give you six. Let's but get
2: some offensive linemen in there. Yeah, I'm trying to think.
1: Redmond? Redmond or Sue
0: What do they do? If Redmond's inactive, what do they do if Joe Looney goes down? Zach Martin. He yeah. slides to center and then they slide in whatever reserve guard they have. It was um last week was um Kadim. Kadim, yeah. This it won't week, be Kadim. So it has to be the the new guy, right? Yeah. Now
2: Redmond is a guard center. Yeah. It'll just come down to see one of those two.
1: Hey, how ready he is? I would say they probably sit Suofilo because they sat Redmond because they didn't think he would be ready so quickly. So why would you put that on Suofilo? So the one Suofilo. of those two, Suofilo
0: yeah. or Redmond, probably I, I go, will be an. Actor. I
1: go the other
2: way. I, I think I think he'll be ready, and you'll go and you think okay. Redmond sits. Uh, just because I think sometimes when you when you sign a player like that. That is a question you've already answered of how ready are you? How much will you be able to come in right away and do that? And so I, I think it's a, you know, I think it'd be ready to go. First, okay. first second round pick? Yeah. I mean. That doesn't mean anything. Four, four, or, five five years saying, ago, four yeah. or five years ago. Four or five years
0: ago. Yeah. All right. So you guys have to give either me way. either, you have to make a choice, either a second tight end or give me another name to get your final seventh person on the inactive list. Uh,
1: did we already say Dayton Jones? No, we did we'll not have a defense. Yeah, I'm, I'm probably, Dayton, probably Dayton Jones okay. if I had to guess.
0: All right, and I get you to seven. So we got Travis Frederick, Xavier Woods, Dayton Jones, Chris Covington, Mike White, a uh, tight end of your choosing, and then uh Phila Philo yep. or Redman.
2: Yeah, and if they don't like, uh, you know, if they feel then they need a little bit more depth at defensive line, then I guess that's tight end tight would be the spot where you do two tight ends yeah.
1: uh, inactive. We'll see. Okay, good. That would be interesting because I don't think they've ever done that before. But. Yeah, that,
2: yeah. I, I don't I don't see that happening. I don't see... I mean, they do so many things down there. Yeah. Short yardage in situations. So.
0: All right, let's take our first break. When we come back, I have a whole series of questions for Ooh. these guys. I was going to get you guys ready for this Cowboys versus Giants game, uh, including some keys to the game offensively and defensively. Um, and I'm going to ask the question. Dave mentioned it a little bit ago. Uh, do you think that... Last week, what we saw with Dak as far as pressure was about the team that they faced or about problems that you could expect to continue to see uh, with this Cowboys offensive line. We'll answer all those questions when we come back. This is DallasCowboys.com radio.
1: It can be hard to find the right resource for learning about important financial matters. You search how to build savings, you end up reading about the one weird ingredient from supermarkets that can make you taller. That's why Bank of America built BetterMoneyHabits.com, a safe little corner of the internet for answering your financial questions. Full of simple videos and tips, Better Money Habits can show you how to make the most of your money without resorting to random searches that always seem to lead to unbelievable photos of childhood stars grown up. To learn more, visit bettermoneyhabits.com. I definitely have an Instagram foodie thing, but the low light camera on my new Samsung Galaxy S9 from AT&T is getting me a whole new world of likes and shares. Baskets of bread by candlelight, colorful fruit plates in full sun, even a dimly lit cob salad was recently hailed as a masterpiece. Come in now and ask how to get half off the new Samsung Galaxy S9 from AT&T. AT&T, more for your thing. That's our thing. Limited time only. See store for details or att.com slash Samsung 50. Dual aperture supports f 15 mode and F2.4 mode. Dual aperture is installed on the rear camera. Oh,
0: I am craving a Dr. Pepper. I got some soda. I asked not for soda. I asked for ice cold, craveable Dr. Pepper. It's flavor is more one-of-a-kind than a foretold sloth with a thirst for speed. (laughs) So stop settling for soda and start demanding Dr. Pepper. I love sloths. When you crave a Dr. Pepper, nothing else will do. Grab an ice-cold 20-ounce Dr. Pepper today. Dr. Pepper, the one you crave. To work this big land, you need equipment with values rooted as deep in Texas soil as you are. Welcome back. It's the second segment of The Break Live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. Got Nick, got Dave. Amber's out today. She's got some other stuff going on. She'll be back with us on next week. Uh, And so we'll jump right in. Let's talk some. uh, Here's some questions that I have for you guys um, about this game with the intention that we're going to get some answers here uh, that will allow people to have a good understanding of what they should expect to see this Sunday night, 7 p.m. I'm, AT&T State.
2: I'm, I hope I can answer them well. I'm definitely on the fence. I've probably changed my pick already <laughs> twice well, already. we're about
0: to nail you down. You're going to be on record on all this stuff, so we're going to see. All right, oh. so let's start first. Give me a key. Each one of you guys give me a key offensively. What's a key for the Cowboys offensively uh, to be able to be successful in this game? Don't use the same one, so whoever goes first probably gets that one.
1: Dak needs to play better. Is that too obvious? I mean, challenge accepted. That's, that's highbrow analysis right there. I know. Like I really got into the weeds there and confused you with all the X's and O's, but <laughs> Dak has to play better. Like he just has to um, in the long run, but in this game, especially, I mean, I said it, I've said it a million times this week, like Landon Collins is going to be down there in the box. They're going to try their best to have more defenders than the Cowboys can block. Uh, and it's, I mean, Zeke is still going to be Zeke. You know, he's had 80 yards against this team. He had 70. He had 90 all-purpose yards against Carolina, which if the other half of the offense had picked up the slack, it would have probably been enough to win. But I am I think they're going to clog the box. They're going to trust Janoris Jenkins and Eli Apple to do their job, and it's on these receivers to prove them wrong, and it's on Dak to get the ball there when
0: they do that. I'm going to ask you a very pointed question, and I know it might be a little unfair, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Can Dak be better than what we saw last week? Because well, no, no. No. Let me ask you why. Let me tell you why I'm asking the question, because there's now been a prolonged period of time with multiple games where what we saw last week has consistently been what we've seen. He hit some of those short passes. He has a pretty decent percentage completion, but. It's not moving the offense. They're not scoring a bunch of points. Let, let me flip so, it back
2: to okay. you then. All right. All right. If they had a veteran quarterback, it wasn't Cooper Rush who looked terrible in the preseason games? If they had a veteran quarterback, would you make the switch this week?
0: Not if I'm not if I'm trying to figure out what I have, and I I am still trying to figure out what I have. Like I don't I don't know that anybody knows yet what Dak Prescott really can do. Yeah, I, I think I think they're still trying to figure that out, and that's why. You have to keep playing him cuz you got to figure it out.
2: Right? I think that there were some throws that he did not make in the game we have seen him make a lot more in other games and so therefore I think he can definitely play better than that. I do. Yeah.
1: That's I said it I think I said it on Monday like I'm not which granted you want that in the long run I get that especially if you're going to give this guy a major contract but I'm not asking you to throw the post through double coverage and anticipate the break and do some Aaron Rodgers stuff. I'm just asking you to hit the six yard crossing route that's not covered or the, you know, the Cole Beasley slant against the bad one-on-one coverage, like the throws that he missed. Some of them were throws that we've seen him make a thousand times. And that's for the time being, I said this yesterday and I felt stupid saying it. He was so bad that it almost makes me feel good. Cause it's like, you were so bad that that it's an aberration. Like you can play better. Got the one out of the way. Yeah. Let's let's move on. Uh, Even, even in the, even in the stretch where they were bad last year, I think uh, that he made some plays like that. I like, it was, it was on another level from what we've seen from him, in my opinion. And I have to think he can be better than that. The
2: discouraging part for me was that what we expected in the first game, his rookie year, or a few times in that rookie season that was what we kind of expected out of him, that type of game, just missing some balls yeah. and stuff like that. But what we had seen the previous two years, especially with Zeke in the lineup, is that you know he's a lot more comfortable. He just looked uncomfortable. But I'll, for my point, I'll say that I think would certainly help him. I think that they have got to be better on first down because that will dictate the whole series a little bit. And on, so if you can get to second and four, second and five, then Zeke is still in the mix there you you start at second and 10 or worse with these penalties on first down you have no shot really yeah with this you know alan hearns caught a 20-yard pass it was the longest pass in the game so when you get a holding penalty on first down first and 20 it's hard to think that you're really going to get those 20 yards um and so you you, you they've got to be playing ahead of the uh the chains there
1: i will it you're right but it is funny like you know I mean they have these meetings on Monday afternoon, Monday morning where they go through the game and talk about everything and then you can see it filter out like you know Jason talks about it on Monday and then Jerry talks about it on Tuesday and then the players are talking about it the rest of the week is like well we just we just got behind the chains and it just took us out of our rhythm and took us out of everything we want to do which like there's some validity to that but it's not like It's not like there's nothing you can do about that. You know what I mean? Like that's on you. You made the mistakes. You got to fix it. And it's disheartening to think that a pro offense can't come back from a second and 12. You know what I mean? Like I said earlier in the week, it reminds me of watching LSU, which is like, if you don't gain three to five yards on first down, your chances of success already plummet. And that's not, I mean, that's not good enough, but it obviously would help, um, and they got to be better at that. They got to cut out the sloppiness for sure. Right,
0: give me a key. Each one of you give me a key defensively for the Cowboys. Tackle. I mean, yep.
1: no. Uh,
2: You're bringing some fire today. Ta- <laughs> tackle on defense, <laughs> guys. Dak check needs to play check better. this
1: out. Check this out. Everybody <laughs> that's on this tour, Dak has to play better, and the defense has to tackle. That's next level analysis right there. Okay. Um,
0: <laughs> Only here on DallasCowboys.com.
1: No, I mean, but I and I'm I'm I said not sure this, They can hear. Can, no, I think they can hear. They didn't respond. No, they, there was a guy point. He was like, "Yeah, yeah, you're okay. right." all right, uh, good, good. uh Saquon Barkley. Right, oh God, you're where, right.
2: Saquon Barkley, get him down.
1: Not not just Odell Beckham too. Like I I have repeated flashbacks of the play in New York two years ago, the ten seven game, mm-hmm. where like they had nothing going. Odell beat Carr on a slant, and it's and like a, go. it's an eight yard pass that went sixty for the dig, the game deciding points, and that's. That's what they can't have. Like Odell's gonna make his plays. He did it. I mean, he had eleven catches yeah. for one eleven. Yeah. But he didn't. They didn't let him have he didn't that. Kill them. Right. That's
0: the difference. Yeah. They
1: didn't let him have that back-breaking play. Saquon Barkley did break their back. Fortunately for Jacksonville, it didn't cost him in the end. But you gotta limit the eight and twelve and fifteen-yard gains. You can't let them turn into chunk plays. I think to me, Kayvon Frazier
2: is the guy. That has to make the play because we've seen how many games now with Eli, thirty probably, he will float one over the middle to one of those safeties and it'll be an interception waiting to happen. It'll be it'll be Frazier, it'll be Heath, it'll be somebody like that. He will throw you the football and you've got to catch it. You got to make the play. You know they did a nice job. Was it Cheeto ripping the ball out? But they nobody was there to make it. Nobody was there to go get the ball. Heath, Heath didn't. He got his hands on the ball, but he didn't catch it. That there's going to be gifts that that Eli will put under the tree. You better open them up, because if you just don't take advantage of it, then they'll they'll keep moving and Barkley will get some yards and they'll probably have. A, I don't know who their kicker is, but uh,
1: Rosas. Rosas. I don't know him. He's actually Eldrick Rosas. Like they've he they he beat their guy out last year and he's actually been pretty damn been good. Pretty for good. Them. Yeah. Uh, one which along that line. This I actually just thought about this, but uh, Miles Jack had a pick six of Eli on a tipped pass, um, a tipped pass at the line, which we talk about how bad the protection is for the Giants, and we talk about how disruptive this line is. Taco Charlton had a pass breakup at the line in Carolina. Maybe that could maybe that's a way you can get yourself a turnover too. Is collapse that pocket enough to affect his literally affect
0: his passes? Okay. Um, All right. So here's the next question. Uh, last week we saw a lot of pressure on Dak. He got six sacks, uh, had people in his face a lot. Uh, do you think that that was a result of just facing a really good defensive front, um, or do you think it was uh, a really bad performance by the offensive line? Um, in which case, you would think maybe they could remedy that, remedy that this week, and you wouldn't see a repeat of the same thing.
2: I think that um, I think it was probably more about the line. Uh, the defensive line. Oh, okay, I, I think that that was probably the case. Now, I mean, the answer is both. You know, the the fact that you didn't play well and you're not playing well against a really good defensive line, then it it's going to be going to yeah. be bad. Um, uh, but I, I I think overall, you know, I, I I'd like to think that the Giants won't be given as much um, problems for them. They'll they'll clean up some things as well, and and you know, there won't be six sacks, is what I'm saying. But I mean doesn't matter if if there's pressure every play, it's going to be tough because he looked, Dak looked very uncomfortable. And I think the offensive line will do enough to make him a little bit more comfortable.
1: I'm torn. I mean, anytime you give up six sacks, there's blame enough to go around for everybody. Connor Williams got beat a couple times. You know, there was a miscommunication on the blitz that Zeke didn't pick up. But some of that goes on Dak too. I mean, he had throws where he held the ball for whatever reason. He didn't feel comfortable letting it go. I'd say at least one, if not more of those sacks is just as much on him as it is on his protection. Um, And that's, I wonder if uh, even going back to last year, I mean, bring up the Atlanta game for the millionth time is, you know, if it's bad for him early, which it was in Carolina, does that just affect him for the rest of the game where he maybe sees pressure where there isn't any, or he feels pressure that's, he's got more time than he thinks he does. And so not only, I mean, they should be better against this front, but they got to be better early. Again, I mean, going back to the early downs and you remember, you know, every I think their first four series, they had a third and long, you know, like it's got to be cleaner, quicker. And maybe that'll allow him to settle into a rhythm because, yeah, like. The pressure was definitely there last week, but I think a lot of it was in his head, too. And he was just at a point where he's like, I don't I don't have time to do what I want to do back here.
0: Assuming that it's true that he was uncomfortable or was seeing things or just not just felt the pressure more than it even was. um, Do you think that that's a little bit concerning concerning from the standpoint that. When Dak first got here in the first part of that rookie year, and really for most most of that rookie year, what do we always hear about him? He was unflappable. This was a guy that just didn't like he you couldn't rattle him. He just he always just kind of approached it, and and he just kind of went out and did what he was supposed to do. And here since that Atlanta game, there have been a number of games. Where I've heard people say, and and on this show being one of them, uh, I've heard people say. He looked uncomfortable. He didn't look like he really. He looked like there was more pressure than there was. He looked like he was a little bit, you know, flustered. Does that concern you that this is a different Dak than maybe what we saw in that first year, and that maybe it's now yeah. gotten into his head?
2: Well, you know, the, the the one game where I thought he really did an, a nice job was um, was the Giants, you know, on the road after that uh, yeah. Atlanta game. Uh, looked more comfortable. That was a game that they I think he had was mic'd up, and you could kind of see a little bit more. Um, it took a while though to get going in that game. Uh, Oakland they they had a nice start, but then they had to kind of hang on. I mean, Philly yeah. was not really anything, but the, but probably one shouldn't drive. won that Oakland game. I mean that no. was
0: a miracle play. I mean yep,
2: yeah. I mean they were the better team that day, but but yeah, they almost lost it. But yeah, um, yeah you know he has not looked looked good since the Kansas City game, and there's a lot of reasons for that. But
1: if you're the word is unflappable, but if you are rattled, like, is, are you flapped or are you <laughs> flappable? Like, what's, I've never heard it know. used. I've never heard the inverse of that word. Yeah, I don't know. I've heard unflappable a million times, mm-hmm. but like, man, Dak looked real flappable back there on Sunday. <laughs> oh, cause he I'm did. not sure that that's a word. He did. I, uh, yeah, yeah, he doesn't. But we're going to coin it now. He doesn't look as, he doesn't look as cool or calm. And that, his rookie year. And Does I, that I,
0: concern you, though? Hell yeah. yeah.
1: And Yes. I mean, how could it not? Uh it's and to go back to your point though, I mean you just gotta wait and see because honestly, what like what do you stand to gain by sitting him down like this? And you wouldn't want to do that. I mean, best case scenario this season is you're trying to get to the playoffs and Dak's gonna earn this big contract, but yeah. also give me 16 games so I know whether I want to pay this guy next year. Because like I had this conversation with somebody the other day where they're like, well they're in bed with him now, like you know they they chose him over Romo. They're it's Dak. I'm like no. No, he's a fourth round quarterback who's got, you know, 15 games this year and then one season left on his deal. Like fourth round picks get cut in training camp all the time. Like, what, yeah, we're not you, bound to this guy at all. If this season doesn't, if it's if this season is terrible,
0: you can do whatever the hell you want. Right. And what you don't want to do is you don't want to get to the end of this year. He's got a one more year left on his deal and you have no clue of who he is. Right. Yeah. Because then you can't make a move. Oh for the year after you have him because he he's going to be the, presumably he's going to be the starter here for the next 2 years at least right and so depends. if you don't know if you don't know what he is at the end of this season you don't know whether you need to go and get that draft that young guy in the draft because if he has a horrible year you're probably going to be drafting high enough to get a quarterback so you don't know if you even need to get that guy if you don't know what he is at the end of this season he so, needs
1: to play and play a lot for better or right, for worse right. so that you know exactly what you're looking at when it's time to talk contract draft pick Free agents. Teddy Bridgewater's only got—he's in a contract year.
0: Yeah. I'm, I'm already I mean, and quite find... frankly, I, I still believe in Dak. I still <laughs> no, believe so, Dak can be a great quarterback for this team. I just—at this point, I am concerned because I think it's been a— now he's creating a history of these kinds of games. For the record. That's the problem.
1: I believe in Dak, and I'm going to need to see more before I don't. But right. that's our job is to talk all these angles out, yeah. right? Yeah. So. We okay,
0: are. let's take our final break. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more. I have a few more questions for you guys. We're going to get into the over-under part of our question-answer session. Over-under on Zeke this week on 100 yards. Over-under on sacks for Tank going up against Eric Flowers. We'll see how that goes. We'll be right back. This is DallasCowboys.com Radio. Welcome back. It is the final segment of The Break Live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios. Nick, take it away.
2: Here in Cowboys country, we always ride with our boys. But when it comes to your underwear, you definitely don't want them riding up on your boys. No. That's why we always wear Tommy John, the revolutionary brand of underwear with stay-up waistbands that keep everything in place. No adjustment needed. Tommy John. Shop exclusive. Cowboys underwear. TommyJohn.com forward slash cowboys. You get 20% off your first order want your tommy johns to be comfortable i'm wearing tommy johns
0: i am so am i
2: and i'm right day
0: we're all wearing tommy johns
2: i'm like i said i'm riding on the fence right now it's not very comfortable cowboys giants cowboys giants oh, gotta make picks. up
0: yeah okay what do you think is it time to do that pick no set? we're gonna oh, do no. picks at the end of the show we, do we always got? do picks at the end of the show what do we got all right so here's the next question for you guys over under 100 yards zeke oh man i'm 20 under I'm not even Under. messing with that anymore. Yeah, what? well, Nick went with Nick
1: went for the fences in week he one. He did.
0: He was swinging hard too. Like he went all. It in. was one of
1: those
2: check swings that barely got back. That <laughs> do the, does the catcher get it or does? And I was I was seriously just like pointing at your it, point. Like
0: I'm I'm calling my shot. I don't know. Yeah, I
2: fifty fifty eight yards. <laughs> I think he's gonna play better. I think this team's gonna play better, but I don't know. I think I'm leaning towards the Giants overall winning this game. So therefore, I, you know that's a big question.
0: If they're going to win this game, it's probably under for Zeke. Yeah, right? yeah. If he goes over 100, then the likelihood I would assume of them winning goes up significantly. Yeah. What I think you say, he's he's going to be right there. I think
1: I, I they're not going to start as as disastrously, which I think it, it won't be easy. I I bet. Zeke might not even average four yards a carry in this game, but he, they're going to be committed to him enough to where he'll be up north of eighty, maybe not quite over a hundred, but in that neighborhood. And then okay. factor in the factor in the twenty or thirty receiving yards, and I bet he goes over all purpose at least. All
0: right, over under on Tank, one and a half sacks, over under.
2: That's a that's a big number there. Going up um, against
0: Eric Flowers, I feel like. Anytime,
1: which it's important, don't get me wrong, and it's going to affect this game, but like anytime it's like this obvious matchup, like, oh, Eric Flowers is terrible. Like it's never, you know, yeah. nobody ever has like five sacks in a situation except <laughs> except Adrian Claiborne.
2: No, against no, Chaz no, Green. no, I was thinking of oh. the time when Skandrick was calling him out, going, John Wetzel's playing for them. Yeah. You know, D.Lo, you better get like, Two or three three sacks. He did have three. He 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 did. He got three. And that's
0: the thing. Like that's the one thing about Tank. Like he is that dog mentality I talked about earlier this week. So when it comes down to like if he sees that to me, he's salivating. Like oh, I'm getting him.
2: I I say under because Eli doesn't really allow for that. He 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 doesn't. He'll get sacked some, but I mean he's going to get that. Well, here's
0: the deal. I went back and looked uh, at the games the Cowboys have played over the last three years. They had a significant number of sacks. Like they had a game. I think they yeah. had two games where they had three sacks. They yeah. had a couple. They had two. Uh, there was only one where they didn't. He didn't get sacked at all. So even though I agree with you, it, all, overall, he tends to be a guy that doesn't get sacked a lot. Cowboys have had relatively decent yeah. games as far as sacks are concerned against the Giants here in the last three years.
2: I think if there is a multiple sack, guy, uh a guy with multiple sacks in this game, it won't be him. I think it'll be someone else. They'll I, help him too much. I think Tyrone Crawford actually might have. I see a
0: bigger game for him. Four
1: hmm. as a team, four as a team. But I don't know. That'd be a good day. I don't That'd know. be the best
0: they've done in the last three years against him.
1: I don't know that tank will get north of one. I think like Jalen or you know a linebacker is going to yeah. have one, and hopefully Randy gets one. I went speak. I went all in on Randy, and he didn't finish the taco. game last week. Hey, get F Come on, taco big fella. Get one. I mean, come on, big fella. good last He's week. He's playing well. Yeah. Some four as a team. Yeah, I like all that.
0: Right. Who's the bigger concern for the Cowboys or should be the bigger concern for the Cowboys? Odell Beckham Jr. or Saquon Barkley?
1: Odell.
2: Odell is, yeah.
1: And I say that because I don't think the tackling issues are going to be as bad this week. I trust Sean Lee. I trust them to clean that up. And this team has traditionally done pretty well against the run. A lot of that's because they have a lead, but they're, they're... And I know last week was a bad indicator of that, but they are typically good at tackling and they have been good at limiting those just ridiculous chunk plays. But Odell is another animal entirely one. I don't trust the back seven in terms of like having seen them make those plays. Um, And on, and Odell's just a crazy, I mean, he's, he's one of a kind. And the thing that scares me is you don't even have to throw it 40 yards downfield. That's, He's gonna run an eight-yard crossing route, and if you're not on your Ps and Qs, he's gonna take it fifty yards. I
2: think. I think honestly, I, I'll change the answer. I mean, I think the guy you worry about the most is probably Barkley because you know he's gonna get his hands on the ball a little bit more, and if he's going for five, for six, for nine, um, if he's if he has a steady game that'll force the Cowboys to play a way that they don't really want to play. And that's where Odell Wilbert, you know, hurt him. I think Odell can hurt them more, but I think you have to kind of, you know, he's never had a running back like this. Um, I'm still mad I'll- at Cleveland for doing this because for not taking Barkley. Because no. as soon as they didn't, I, I, I thought, man, that is a that is a dynamic pair right there that you're putting for the Giants. And, and Eli, you know, he, he's, he might be older, but he can still, you know, Get the guy to his weapons.
1: I just think this Giants offensive line is not going to bully the front, the Cowboys front. And so it's going to be on Barkley again to have those type of crazy all season.
0: That's going to be a season. Well,
1: but, and again, I know they tackled poorly in Carolina, but I trust the Cowboys to tackle well enough to keep that from happening. Like they can limit him to five and six yards instead of 68 Odell. So Odell doesn't need the offensive line. I mean, I he, he, Eli needs to have time, but again, He can take bubble screens. He can take slants. He can, there are ways to be
0: perfect. He just needs needs to to get
1: him the ball quickly without bringing the cow, the giants offensive line into it. And that's what scares
0: me. Here's the part that really concerns me. I feel pretty good about Odell on the outside. I really want to see how Byron Jones matches up, how Cheeto matches up. They're both going to probably get opportunities to match up against him. How about Anthony Brown? That's where I'm concerned. It's what happens when he goes into the slot, and now he's having to face Anthony Brown. And what we've seen from Anthony Brown has been highly inconsistent, in my opinion, uh, particularly in the preseason, even if you go back to last season. Um, And so I'm I'm very concerned about what happens when he gets in the slot and he's now matched up on Anthony Brown. Can he be the one that that actually can can keep him contained, or is that a situation where the Cowboys better be smart and make sure he's always got help when that during that situation? Because otherwise, that could be your problem. Yep. Right. Um, all right. So let's let's go to the next question. Is this a must win for the Cowboys? Yes. Why?
1: Um, because, well, I mean, the, the numbers are out there, the stats are out there, like 18% of teams, I think we talked about this, are 18% of teams that go 0-2 make the playoffs. Not only are you 0-2, but you're already in a division hole, and one of your division opponents would now have a win up on you. Um, Philly plays the Bucks this weekend, I bet they win that, so there are two games up on you already. On top of that, in recent history, teams that dig out of that hole, like the Saints last year, I mean, you're talking about dynamic teams, Hall of Fame quarterback, rookie of the year running back. If this team loses to the Giants at home, it's a further indictment that they don't have the offense we thought they did, that Dak and the receivers can't get the job done well enough to complement Zeke. And I just don't know that this is a team that has what it takes to dig out of that hole because you're gonna I mean, you're gonna need Dak to play at like an all pro level to do that to go on that type of run where you're winning seven, eight games in a row. And if they can't win this game, then they're probably not that type of team.
0: All right, Nick. I mean,
2: it's true. I mean, I, I agree with that. I mean, I don't, you know, you can you can argue all day if you want to be that type of guy that just argues that it's not must win cuz of course you can go 14 and 2 if Which you don't win. We know that. Everybody Theor- knows theoretically that. It's but what not. Dave just said it, it makes sense. If you don't beat the Giants at home, who are you beating? Like who who really are you going to beat? Yeah. And the Giants might be a, you know, a better team. We, we knew they were better than they were last year and and if they added a dynamic player with the number 2 pick they were going to be so that they'll make a big jump but still if you don't beat the Giants then you know who who are you going to beat to to be a playoff team? To be to be a playoff team, yeah, I think I think That's, you got to win this game.
1: I was going to save this for my pick, but I mean it ain't getting easier. I I mean I know the Lions looked bad on Monday Night Football, but they still have a very good quarterback in Matt Stafford, in my opinion. You're going on the road to Seattle to play an NFL MVP candidate next week. Uh, they got Earl Thomas back. It looks like he makes a bit of a difference. He had a pick on like his third play of the season, uh, and then you got two of the most loaded teams in the entire league back to back in Houston and Jacksonville. Like and
0: that's the part. It's it's those two so, games because even if you even if you give them these next two games and they can get back to 500. Then they got to play those two teams, and that's, it, it that's is, the part that's worse. And that's why it's a
1: must-win game because, yeah. again, I mean, anything can happen, I guess. Like maybe they'll just catch fire. I don't think anybody in 2014 expected them to win six games in a row. But, again, what did you have there? You had an you, the eventual NFL Offensive Player of the Year and a guy in Tony Romo who probably played the best season of his entire career that year and was at least a candidate for NFL MVP. I don't think he even came close to winning it, but he was in the conversation. So if you're going to bounce back from an 0-2 hole, that's the type of play that you need and I I mean, how could you have confidence that you're going to get that if they can't beat the Giants at home?
0: Yeah, whether it's a, a whether it's a game that's a must win or not, the fact of the matter is the reason why that stat stands up is cuz most of the times when teams go 0 and 2, they're not very good. Yeah. That may be the bigger indictment if yeah. the Cowboys go 0 and 2. What we may be looking at is just the fact that they're just not that good, and and so that's the part that can can really be troublesome uh, in a year where you had much higher expectations than than that for this team. All right, so let's get to the final part. Let's get some picks for this game. Since Nick has already intimated his, I'm going to start with Dave. Dave, what's your pick for the game?
1: I am actually going to pick them to win, and the main reason I'm doing that is just like kind of to piggyback off what you said, like. I still think that they're a pretty good team. Like, there's too many, there's too many good pieces here for me to think that they're as bad as they looked on Sunday. I, again, I've seen Dak play better than that as last year. Not you don't even have to go back to 2016. Um, Zeke is still Zeke. This pass rush has a fantastic opportunity to wreck this game against the Giants' offensive line. We've seen the Cowboys limit Odell Beckham before, um, and it's at home in prime time, which if there's ever a time when AT&T Stadium is actually a great home field advantage, it's usually a game like this. You don't see like the Giants take over AT&T the way that some other fan bases do, and it's a night game. Um, so I just think there's a lot of factors working in their favor. I don't think it's going to be – like I mean, it's not going to be pretty probably. It's going to be a, a nail-biter. As but,
0: Cowboys-Giants typically yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah,
1: but I'm basically, again – I just it's mainly just me choosing to believe that they're not that bad. Like, I don't have this statistical reasoning for it, but there's enough working for them that I'm just like, all right, I'm going to give you a mulligan because I don't think you're as bad as you looked on Sunday. Nick?
2: Um, I'm going to go with the Giants. I think the Giants will win. I'm going to go 17 to 16. Uh, it'll be a cl- close one. And, uh, I, you know, I de- definitely have seen the Cowboys bounce back a lot. Week two, this is – a bounce-back type of game for them. Um, but I just I still see them having some issues on offense, and I think that, that Eli will make some plays there just enough. And I I I think it'll be a tough one. I think they'll lose it. All right. I'm going to say 17-16. All
0: right. I think the Cowboys will win, and I think it'll be very close. I think it'll be a field goal festival. I think it's going to be 19-16, uh, way more field goals and touchdowns. I think we come out of this game feeling really good about Maher, <laughs> Um, and he has a start that Dan Bailey had. You missed your first kick, and then you go on a run. And he's going to turn into a really, really nice kicker. Seven, did I turn seven, into
1: the? Did I turn into the sunshine pumper on this show somewhere along the line? Yeah, you did. Yeah, That's trouble. Seventeen sixteen. <laughs> and now,
0: purposefully, you're about to flip that, right? So, no, how about well,
1: I'll tell you this. Uh, spoiler alert: If they can't beat the Giants, I don't see myself picking them for yeah. a while with the teams they have coming
0: up. Although I will say this: I, I'm not. I mean, it's just me personally. I don't, I'm not as concerned as I was when the schedule came out. About the about the Saints game. I mean, I'm sorry about the Seattle game. I think Seattle's not. I don't think Seattle's going to be as good as people think they are. And, and they've just lost their their main receiver. Now they got Brandon Marshall, but he's what 75. Like, I mean, I just think that when you when you look at Seattle, they're going to have some of the same problems the Cowboys are having. They're going to have a hard time offensively being able to move the ball. I think they're going to be pretty good defensively. Getting ahead of ourselves. Here. I know, I know. But I'm just saying though, I, I, there still is some room, even if they lose this game. My problem is, beginning of October, that's when you start your murderous row. And I don't feel very good about any of those if you're losing this game to the Giants at home. Mm -hmm. All right, guys, we appreciate you joining us. We're back Monday. We will let you know what went right and what went wrong for the Cowboys. Till then for Nick Eatman and Dave Helman, I'm Derek Eagleton. This has been The Break Live on DallasCowboys.com Radio. This
1: has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club.
2: How about